Are you worried about the future? Are you so concerned about what the future may bring that it causes you anxiety and fear? I have in this episode a simple exercise that will help you let go of the weight of the world and free you from all that fear and anxiety. Stay tuned. Keeping yourself motivated takes work. If you don't work out your body, you get fat. If you don't work on your motivation, you become unmotivated. Welcome to the Motivational Voice Podcast, your source for inspiration and motivation to achieve your goals, empowering you one word at a time. Umar Jang is an author and a blogger, and he will get you motivated to do whatever you need to do. This is Motivational Voice Podcast, and this is Umar Jang. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another session of the Motivational Voice Podcast. This is session number 12. I hope you had a great summer and that you took advantage and connected with family and friends and found a way to get some R&R. It is very important to break away from time to time. That will allow you to de-stress and recharge. I know that Americans tend to subscribe to the all-work-and-no-play philosophy, uh, which is unfortunate. But we really are bad at taking vacations. However, make sure that you live a little. Uh, There's more to life than just work. Work will always be here. Anyway, I hope you took a vacation during the summer, however short or long that may have been. Before we start today's episode, I wanted to just mention that there's a lot of information in the show notes for this particular episode that I would like you to check out to get the best out of this particular podcast. I also have a template for one of the exercises that we are going to be doing uh, during this session. So make sure you go to the show notes and check out the information that I have there for you. All right, now that I went over that, let's jump into the meat of the show. When I was a kid, I remember my parents watching TV on our 15-inch black and white TV. It's one of those TVs that you had to get up to change the channel and you only had the choice between one or two channels. And the TV only went up to about 9 o'clock. After that, no TV. And you had to move or move the antenna around to make sure that you got the signal just right so you can get, some, uh, get a reception. Anyway, they were watching TV and there was a f- footage of an eclipse being covered on TV. And I heard my parents being in awe of the sun being covered by the moon and the darkness covering the earth. I simply freaked out. The idea that there were celestial forces greater than me that could affect the world at that level scared me. I did not understand what it really meant to have such an ominous event and that really concerned me. I didn't tell my parents but I was so concerned and so afraid and so worried that I wanted to cry. I've never had a panic attack in my life but that's probably the closest that I've come to having one. My heart was beating really, really fast, and I felt like I couldn't breathe. All that because I saw in the news that there was an eclipse somewhere in Europe. By the way, has anyone seen the eclipse, the solar eclipse that was happening in the United States? This happened around August, uh, actually on August 21st of 2017. If you didn't, you missed an amazing celestial event. I actually took my family at the last minute. I decided that we were just going to take a seven hour road trip and see the eclipse 
and we had to drive from Minnesota to Kansas City, Missouri, because that's where you could see the total eclipse in what they call the, the path of totality, where you could actually see a full eclipse. So anyway, actually, this road trip to go see the eclipse, even though it was last minute, is a great example of why you need to learn to stop worrying about things that can go wrong in life. Don't get me wrong, I am all about making a plan so that you have as much control of the situation as possible. But even when I make a plan, I expect that something is likely going to go wrong. There's a great quote that I heard on TV not long ago, and it went like this. Make the plan, execute the plan, expect the plan to go off the rails. In our case, I had made the reservation for our hotel, and when we got to the hotel after a seven-hour drive, and I was looking forward to having a great three-day weekend, we were going to hang out at the pool, relax, maybe order some room service, and then on Monday, we were going to drive to St. Joseph to see the eclipse, because that's a spot that we, we decided was the best spot to see the eclipse that was away from tourists and wouldn't be too crowded. But when I checked in at the hotel, the front desk lady tells me that the pool was closed. And I'm thinking, well, what do you mean the pool is closed? I booked this hotel, this particular hotel, because you guys have a pool. But apparently someone, the week before we checked in, kicked the pool safety light and broke it. The hotel ordered a replacement part, but it wasn't going to get there on time. To make a long story short, our plans had just drastically changed. All the hotels in the area were packed solid. When I was making the reservation, I checked on Airbnb to see if we could stay at a villa or at a house. They were going for, get this, they were going for six dollars to $8,000 per night, which was insane because, but it made, made sense because everyone in the country was rushing towards those, I think it was five states where you could go to see the eclipse because the solar eclipse was going from the west coast of the United States to the east coast and all those states that it crossed became some of the most popular places to be at this past August. But faced with those news, I had two choices. I could sit there and worry myself to death about what happened or I could make the best out of the situation. So my wife and I got out our cell phones and in about 20 minutes, we were able to basically redo our plans for the next couple of days. And we ended up going to a water park that we didn't plan on going on in our initial plans. And the kids had a ton of fun and we enjoyed it. We had a lot of family time together. The kids went on roller coaster rides and on some water slide rides. It was great. We really had a great time. And on Monday, we actually got to drive to see the eclipse despite the fact that there was a large thunderstorm that rolled in just the morning that we were supposed to, to drive north from uh, Kansas City to go see the eclipse. And this was a huge thunderstorm that covered most of Missouri and Iowa. But that's a story for another day. Going back to the story of me as a child hearing about the eclipse, I was worried because I thought the world was going to end. And the more I thought about it, the sadder I got. I was worried because of one reason. I thought about the world ending and me not getting a chance to grow older, get married, have kids, and basically get a chance to live my life before the world ended. As a kid, you worry a lot about a lot of things. Have you seen the video of the kid who was crying and he was so distraught? The kid was in tears and crying and I think his mom was filming him. He was crying because he learned in science class that 
the world was going to end in about three to five billion years because our sun, which is a star, at some point is going to run out of fuel and it's going to burn out. And when it does, it's going to expand, implode and destroy our planet and probably half of the solar system. So the kid learned that in science class and he was so worried that he was literally crying. And it was so sad. But anyway, the reason I'm telling you this story is that I could relate to the feelings that that kid was having at that moment. Uh, When you are worried about things around you, about things in your life, it can get to the point that it's real. I mean, it's real. Those emotions are real and it can affect you, how you function as a human being. I will make sure to put the video in the show notes so you guys can see what I mean when you watch the video. Now, are you an adult worried that the world is going to end in about 3 billion years? No, of course not. Where it begins to get interesting is when you think about why. Why are you no longer worried about the things that used to worry you when you were a kid? It's really because of two things, experience and self-control. From experience, we learn to understand our fears. Fear of darkness, creepy clowns, thunder, the monster under our bed or the monster in the closet. With experience, we learn to use reason and knowledge. That's how we know that that creepy clown is a person wearing makeup. Thunder is a natural phenomenon and monsters were created by Hollywood to sell movies. Could there conceivably be danger under our bed? Yes, of course. You could have a scorpion or a snake under your bed. You could have an alligator in your pool or a bear in your backyard. You could also get hit by a bus, get food poisoning, get T-boned in traffic, and the list goes on and on and on. There is so much you could possibly worry about for your safety, not to mention the safety of those you love. But that's no way to live your life. And frankly, that's why we have free will, which I equate to self-control. You can choose not to worry about any of these things, no matter what they are. So how do you stop yourself? Now, if you're one of those people that just can't stop thinking about things and worries about things, how do you stop yourself from worrying about everything in life? I am going to give you two strategies that will allow you to control your fears and stop worrying. The first one is a coping technique and the second one is a state of mind. You need to learn how to process this tidal wave of negative information that is coming at us from all directions. So I want you to do a quick exercise with me. Just imagine that you came to me for advice on how to stop worrying about everything in life. This is an actual exercise I would do with you to help you process all these worries and fears. You can immediately start taking control of that constant worry rather than let you control you. Make no mistake, if you are worried about everything, then worry is controlling your life right now and I am sure you want to change that. So let's do this. You are going to need a piece of paper and a pen, whatever is handy. Feel free to pause the podcast and go grab what you need. Now that you have your piece of paper, I want you to write a small X in the middle of the paper, dead center. That small X is you, and the paper itself symbolizes your world, your environment today. Now, I want you to draw a small circle around the X. Make sure that there's enough space between the X and the circle so you can write some words in there. 
inside the small circle, I want you to write down this. Things I can control. That's things I can, C-A-N, control. And underline the word can, C-A-N. Now draw, now draw a larger circle around the small circle. Inside the larger circle, I want you to write this down. Things I cannot control. Underline the word cannot. Now go back to the small circle. Write down all the things that really worry you. Things that you lose sleep over. But focus on the big things, the big things that worry you. And here are some examples for things that could worry someone. Mortgage or rent payments. Hurricanes. Your career path. Zombie apocalypse. Paying for college. Your health. World War III. Who your best friend invites to her wedding. Your co-worker's lack of respect. So these are just a few examples that I can give you and we'll use these examples to go through the exercise. Now that we have a list of things that worry us, we are going to cross off the things we cannot control. Let's pick one that's an, that's an easy one. Let's pick, for example, zombie apocalypse. Is that worrisome? Yeah, to some people, certainly, if the, if the zombie apocalypse happened, that would be a really big deal. But can we control that? No, we cannot. So we're going to cross that off. Okay. And I want you to go over this list and cross off everything that you do not have control over. So for our list, if we start from the top, we are going to cross off hurricanes because we don't have control over them. We already crossed off zombie apocalypse. Next, we're going to cross off World War III because, again, we don't really have control over when or if that happens. And then finally, we can cross off, actually, we can cross off a couple more things. We can cross off who your best friend invites to her wedding. So we'll cross that off. Your co-worker's lack of respect, we're going to cross that off. And that should be all of it for our list. Everything you crossed off should be moved to the larger circle. So now that you crossed off those items, remember you had them in the smaller circle. Now you're going to move the, the items that you crossed off to the larger circle. You can just draw an arrow from the items you crossed off towards the larger circle. Or you can grab a clean piece of paper and rewrite those items and redraw those circles where you would put the items you crossed off in the larger circle or outside the small circle. So everything you crossed off goes outside of the smaller circle. Okay, does that make sense? If it doesn't, make sure you look at the show notes. I will have a diagram there showing you how to do this. Now the items that are left in the small circle, so the items that are not crossed off, are the things that you have control over. So in our example, if you go back and look at the list, things that you have control over would be mortgage or rent payments, your career path, paying for college, your health. These are the things you can actually control. The final step is to take a look at the items you crossed off again. But this time I want you to read them out loud and say after each of them. So if you were, for example, to pick zombie apocalypse, I know it's a ridiculous example, but that's just one example I can give you. And I want you to say this. Zombie apocalypse. 
I have no control over that. Therefore, I am letting it go. And as I let it go, so goes the weight on my shoulders and the weight on my mind. Okay, so I'm going to repeat that. So I pick an item from the list, an item that I crossed off. So that means this is something that I cannot control. So I say this, zombie apocalypse. I have no control over that. Therefore, I am letting it go. And as it goes, so goes the weight on my shoulders and the weight on my mind. Remove them from your mind and stop thinking about them. Or if you must, delegate them to someone else to think about or to worry about and get them out of your mind. An example of things that you do not control or do not have control over would be acts of God, things that happen in the news, global natural disasters, actions that your friends and family may take, decisions that they make in their own lives. These are things that you do not have control over. If your best friend comes to you and tells you that they are going to get married to someone that is abusive, despite your advice to the contrary, you should not lose sleep over that. Yes, be your friend. Tell them what you think. Tell them that you will be there for them and hope that everything works out and erase that responsibility out of your mind because you cannot control what other people say or do. The only thing you can control is you, the X in the middle of the paper. Your friends' and family's actions and decisions are their own and therefore fall under the larger circle. Your goal in this exercise is to keep items in the small circle as small as possible. Eventually, you should be able to do this exercise in your mind without the use of paper. You should be able to do it within seconds. When something comes up or something starts weighing on your mind, you should be able to quickly just think about it and say, okay, do I have control over this? Yes or no? No, I don't have control over it. Therefore, I'm forgetting it. I'm moving it out of my mind. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. The reason why this is important is that stress can significantly impact our lives and one thing that can bring stress is wanting to fix everything and think about everything and be in everyone's business and try to do a million things on your own. As I record this podcast, people in Texas and Florida are recovering from Hurricanes Harvey and Irma. Hurricane Jose has just gone past the east coast of the United States and Hurricane Maria has flooded most of Puerto Rico and Lee is picking up strength in the Atlantic. Not to mention a horrifying 7.1 magnitude earthquake in Mexico. Thousands of Rohingya people are fleeing Myanmar, running for their lives because their homes are being burned to the ground. Last week, a bomb exploded in London in a train. Sadly, these are things that will continue to happen, unfortunately. I wish they wouldn't happen, but unfortunately they will continue to happen. Some will get better, some will get worse. To stay above the fray and stay positive, you have to see the world in a broader perspective and understand that you really have no control over some events that happen in your lifetime. And to illustrate this for you, this will continue to happen long after both you and I are gone and they have been happening since before we were born. And to give you an example, I did some research just to pull up some of the main events that happened since the 1900s. In 1914, there was World War I. 
In the 1930s, we had the Great Depression. In the 1940s, we had World War II. In the 1960s, we had the Vietnam War. We had the unrest between West and East Germany. We had the assassination of Kennedy and the assassination of Martin Luther King. In the 1970s, we had the deadly earthquakes and the Iran hostage crisis. We had the Jonestown massacre, the Munich Summer Olympic massacre, the nuclear incident at Three Mile Island. And in the 1980s, we had the eruption of Mount St. Helens, the Exxon Valdez oil spill, the Ethiopian famine, the discovery of AIDS in the 1980s. In the 1990s, we have the Oklahoma City bombing, the Columbine High School massacre, the genocide in Rwanda. And of course, who can forget the awful, awful events of September 11, 2001. I was in Washington, D.C. actually when Flight 77 crashed into the Pentagon. I was actually on my way to work in the subway system in Washington, D.C., and, and we had to kind of get out get out on the streets and walk on the streets. And, and I'm sure it was just as horrible for those who were in New York City and witnessed the planes crashing into the Twin Towers. So I, I hope and pray that events like this don't happen around the world, but they will, some of these, unfortunately, will continue to happen. So questions I may ask after reading this to you is, will similar events continue to happen? Will some of them hit close to home? Will you think about them when they happen? Yes, yes, and yes. But you should always remember that these are things that you cannot control, and no one can. It is the way the world works, unfortunately. Now, I know this is supposed to be a motivational podcast, and, and it is. I want to show you, first of all, the, the, the broader picture so that you understand that we live in and around good news and bad news. And by exposing these events and by making you think about these events and how they occur, we will then be able to address them and address them in a successful way. So you understand that it's not you, it's the world. And it's a complete natural reaction as a human being to worry about some of these things. But in this podcast episode, I want to make sure that you understand what happens and what it does to you and what you can do about it. Just like you will have these negative events, you will have people around you and in your family, in your place of employment, that will make decisions that will directly impact you. But always go back to the things that you can control. If a coworker is disrespectful to you, can you control their behavior? No, you cannot control their behavior. But what can you control? You can control what you do about their behavior. You can certainly go to HR, you can go to your manager to handle the issue. And just like that, the issue is out of mind for you. It's no longer an issue because you acted on what you can control. The point I'm trying to make is that you should not give a second thought to the things you cannot control. When one of those things cause you worry, stop and say to yourself, is this something I can control? If the answer is no, Erase the thought from your mind and stop worrying about it. So sometimes my wife and I will have a discussion. Let's say uh, something happens at night, uh, something that uh, we need to take care of right away, but it's in the middle of the night or late in the evening, and there's nothing I can do about it until the morning. And she will say to me sometimes, why don't you look worried? I, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm like, well, 
I am thinking about it. I thought about it. I'm just not letting it control my emotions. I will deal with it in the morning when I can do something about it. Now, I want to make sure that I am not insensitive to those who are befallen by a disaster or are victim of a crime to no fault of their own. By the way, for those who want to donate to help people affected by a natural disaster, the best way to go is to donate cash. But watch out for those charity scams that seem to pop up every time there's a natural disaster around the, the world or, or in the U.S. Use charity vetting companies to make sure that before you donate your money, you are using and you, you are donating the money to the right charity. I personally like to check out Charity Navigator and Charity Watch, to, to name a few, to make sure that if it's a charity that I haven't donated to before, I make sure that I actually go and look them up to see if they have good ratings and if they are reputable charities. But most of all, to make sure that the money that I donate is going, at least most of the money is going towards those who really need it. Now, I understand that some charities have to to take some of the money out to for logistics so they can actually get the help there. But I want to make sure that I give the money to charities that actually will make good use of it. And I'm sure that's what you want to. So check out those links. I'll put them in the show notes for you so you can vet charities that you have. You may have questions about if you decide to donate to uh, some of those causes for these, these hurricanes or the events around the world. Anyway, back to my point. Those things that you hear from others are generally the things that you cannot control, no matter how hard you try. The exercise we did moments ago works for anything that weighs on your mind. Most often, we know what we need to do, but our peace of mind is obstructed by all of the other things that we don't have control over. The second you let them go, the things that matter become much clearer and much more bearable and easier to deal with. Now let's talk about mindset. The final ingredient I want to give you so you can stop worrying is mindset. We went through the exercise which is a good tool to have but for that exercise to be effective you have to have the right mindset. You have a choice to make and that choice starts with you believing that you can do this. Start by thinking positively. You can make that easier on you by making a choice to listen to more uplifting news and doing positive things. You can choose to find inspiration in how other people around the world overcome life's hardest obstacles and let that remind you of the resilience of the human spirit and that there is more hope in the world than we care to admit. The trick to thinking positively is in part about your mindset, but only in part. The rest has to do with what you allow yourself to be exposed to. When you drive to and from work, what do you listen to? Do you listen to the news? What type of news? Do you listen to music? What type of music? When was the last time you did something that made you feel happy? Like socializing or hanging out with people who choose to see the world in a positive light. People ask me quite often, how do you do all the things that you do? Do you ever sleep? And they ask me that because they see that I have a regular job, a full-time job, a wife, I have three kids, one of which is headed for college next year, which, uh, which is a whole nother story. I have a side business that I'm trying to grow. I write, I volunteer, and I speak at high schools and colleges, and the list goes on and on and on. 
I am not telling you this to show off. I am telling you this to emphasize that these are choices that I made to be out there and to shoot for the stars and make a difference in my life and in other people's lives. If you choose to only focus on bad news, it will affect your mood. It will affect the way you see the world. You will feel depressed and you will feel unmotivated, especially if you have a tendency to have low moods or to have really low moments in your life. You have to balance the bad news with some good news and good habits. I don't allow myself to go a week without watching or listening to an uplifting story, whether it is a podcast or a TED talk, an uplifting video here and there, or just going out and socializing. So make it a point to go to an event with a friend or a loved one. Play a pickup sport, football, volleyball, soccer, tennis, bowling, knitting club. It doesn't matter what it is. It really doesn't matter. What matters is the social interactions and being exposed to people who are choosing to get off the couch and do something fun, something interesting, something that challenges your mind, or just something that makes you laugh. Surround yourself as much as possible with positive people and activities. That's really the easiest way to retrain your brain to stay positive. The reason I started this podcast is to inspire people like you who want to make an ongoing positive impact in their lives. People who perhaps struggle with staying positive, especially in the world we live in today. That's why I like to bring you guys true stories of regular people doing amazing things. People like Bruce Cook. Bruce was a very promising professional FMX writer. For those who don't know what FMX is, it stands for Freestyle Motocross. It is basically an extreme form of motorcycle riding where riders do amazing death-defying tricks like flips and backflips and front flips 75 feet or, or more in the air and they land on a ramp. And frankly, it is insane what some of these guys do and some of the, the flips that they do in the air. It's, it's, it's shocking. In North America, no one has ever landed a double front flip on a motorcycle. And Bruce wanted to be the first one to do it. So on January 3rd, 2014, in front of a packed stadium, Bruce was going to make history. So he gets on his engine, he revs his motorcycle, and within seconds, he is speeding up towards a ramp. He hits the edge of the ramp and goes into action. He had rehearsed this trick several times before and even managed to land it. So he takes off and goes into the air. He does the first backflip perfectly. The crowd goes wild. He does a second backflip. The crowd goes even wilder. Then he goes for the landing. But he over-rotates. The back tire hits the ramp hard and Bruce got thrown off the motorcycle. You could tell right away that he was hurt seriously hurt. In fact, he broke his back and severed his spinal cord. From that moment on, he was paralyzed from the waist down. But about a year after his accident, he got back on his motorcycle amazingly. He was still paralyzed and could not use his legs, but he found a way to modify his motorcycle and strap himself onto the seat so that he can ride again. And soon enough, he started practicing doing a front flip on a motorcycle, not having the use of his legs. Just think about that for a second. This is a young man who lost the use of his legs 
but he did not want his legacy to be the guy who became paralyzed while attempting to do a double front flip. He wanted to one day ride again, not just ride again, but do a front flip in front of thousands of people. So he practiced and practiced in his backyard until he was able to land a front flip. This was a huge challenge to overcome for someone in a wheelchair. But there was another challenge that he had to overcome. The company that organized his first event was not willing to let him ride again, and rightfully so, and I understand why. They did not want him to die. They didn't want him to do this and hurt himself even more. They already felt bad about what happened to him and did not want to make things worse. Because if he fell, there was no way for him to run. There was no way for him to get away from the motorcycle because, well, he was strapped to the seat of the motorcycle. He could literally die. So Bruce kept asking over time. He asked several times and several times the company said no. Finally, he went to the one guy who has been saying no to him and made an impassioned plea. He said, this is all I have to live for. If I can't do this, I don't have anything to live for. So they agreed to let him do it. I think the company understood that we all have our whys. The reason why we wake up every morning and do the things that we do. In Bruce's case, the reason why he was fighting so hard to come back was so that he could one day conquer that ramp one more time. So when the day came to do the front flip in front of thousands of fans, Bruce mastered all the courage he could find and stuck the landing. Today he regularly performs on his motorcycle. His courage and resilience inspires many people including myself. People who go to him day in and day out and tell him, you know what, you inspired me to get off the couch and do something, something special with my life. These are the types of stories that inspire me and give me hope. And these are the types of stories I want you to pay attention to rather than just listening to the bad news that you hear everywhere around you. There are good things in life if you choose to look for them. The headline news often focus on the negative. It is up to you to look for the news that inspire you to keep yourself balanced. And whatever you do, don't let the state of the country, the world, or even your own personal struggles bring you down. Show me one person that hasn't gone through self-doubt, hardship, or adversity, and I will show you a child. There's just no way to go through life without having some difficult moment or challenge that you had to rise above. If you ever find yourself worrying about a problem so much that it is making you miserable, stop and ask yourself, why am I doing this? What is it that I can actually control? Focus on yourself and let go of everything else. Just let go. If you really don't want to let go, make sure you act on the things that you can't control. And sometimes that means let someone else handle it. The most difficult part of letting go of worry is admitting that you don't control the world and move on. I will leave you with one final thought. If you are listening to this podcast, it means you are among a select number of people who refuse to let these life challenges bring you down. I am here to tell you that you are not alone. I'm here to help. You can choose to live life and find the strength and the audacity to think positively and let bygones be bygones. The world will continue to have problems, some of which we can fix, but most we cannot. 
Worrying about the problems of the world that cannot be solved is like tying weights to your ankles and trying to run a marathon. Get out of your head and stop being your own worst enemy. Don't let anything stop you from being your productive, effective, successful, loving, happy, and positive self. Live your life with purpose and let the world take care of its own problems. All right, that wraps up this episode of the podcast. I would ask you one favor. If you know someone who is struggling with motivation and could use some positive words, I would ask that you share this podcast with them to give them some hope in life and to give them the courage to find the strength within themselves to move forward and face their challenge. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Until next time, please stay safe and motivated. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Motivational Voice Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate it on iTunes. Get show notes and the latest blog posts at omarjang.com. 